All right, y'all. So um, we back here with another installment of. We back here with another installment of um, Hooper Summer Series. I ain't gonna say what episode it is when I'm on the track. It is because when it come out, it come out, and you're gonna have to enjoy it, and you're gonna love it. Of course, I'm John W. And we here today with Will Lions from the Lions Den. Um, we were supposed to actually get Will on something like a couple months ago, but right. you know, things happened and. We had to reschedule. We finally rescheduled, and that's cool that we got him for this. Yeah, it's definitely been a long time coming. Will is a I, – I don't know who – how I saw Will on uh, NBA Twitter. You know, we connected with a lot of dope people on there. But I just, just always loved the, loved the content that he was putting out, um, a lot of stories that he was writing. And then during the season, I was telling Dan for uh, – we'll talk to him about it, obviously. But the collective that they were doing with the college basketball, because I, I missed a lot of games. So they were really like my – my lifeline to the game during the year for real. So, uh, tuning in with him and the homie Kev was on there a lot of Nick Andre. So, yeah, you know, definitely excited to talk to Will. Nah, sure. for sure. Like, so we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be another good one for y'all. So, um, I guess whenever Will, whenever he ready to jump in, he can go ahead and unmute that mic. Oh, yeah, I'm What's here. Going on, Will, man? Chilling, happy to be here, man. How you, you feeling know? tonight? Hey, it's good, man. You feel like I'm back, you know, chopping it up with the family. Nah, for sure. And like Fresh was saying in the um, intro, you know, the collective. I know the first time I seen him, um, it was through Daniel Artis, who I felt like off the ball network, Daniel Artis, if you seen one on your timeline, you'll see the other. Uh-huh. And like say, Will dropping some dope content. Uh, you want to go, you want to take over this one or? Oh, yeah, it's cool. Um, first, I want to know what kind of, what, what do you consider your? Because I've seen you do the collective, the spaces. I see you write. Um, I've seen you do a couple of lives. What 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 would you say would be your specialty, or kind of the pocket that you focus the most on? Um, I would say kind of, it's kind of a blend, but really, um, okay. I would say it's kind of a mix, like all things, you know, culture. You know, with us, like basketball, you know, music. You know, it's like kind of the first love that we have. So, you know, right. anything where I can kind of blend that, you know, I feel like right now the writing is the priority because it's a little easier, you know, with the work and family life. But, um, you know, the tweets y'all see, the engagement, you know, like that, that's natural, man. Whether I'm in the spaces or, you know, on a log with, you know, somebody like you, 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 your gentleman, you know, it just kind of, it flows, right. man. And I, I got to give some credit, you know, she'll hear it when the episode drops, but, you know, my wife kind of pushed me man to like kind of really get out there and get into it you know because i feel like generally the people i talk to remind me of like you guys right you know we feel like everybody is in the know when it comes to like hoops and everything but you know it's like who right. want to hear my perspective you know what i'm saying so right. listen to that, man you know I'm, i met a lot of uh you know very gifted you know genuine people you know so you know it's kind of how we got here now Right. What was kind of your start? How did you even get into just creating content, period? So um, the it started off, man, you know, that, that app that don't nobody use no more, man, Clubhouse, right? So got on there. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I had written a few things because my wife, she used to have like her own blog right before the Baldwin thing popped off. And I and I wrote something. I think the first thing I wrote for that was like when uh, Magic Johnson resigned from the Lakers. And, um, you know, 
from there, you know, like y'all brought up like Daniel 265, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a person I can acknowledge, you know, kind of the path. They got me to where I'm at, you know, love to them. But, um, you know, I was writing for them for a while. Then the opportunity kind of presented itself with Baldwin. You know, my wife is over there and a good friend, James, you know, he created Baldwin, but they didn't have a sports section. So that kind of allowed me the freedom to, you know, take it and do, you know, really just as I please with it. No, oh, yeah, that's dope. Oh, yeah, that's fire. Um, I want to move to the collective real quick because I see, like I said, that's some um, that's real cool. Y'all got definitely get a lot of engagement on that. He's gotten to the point where you know y'all got a couple standout members of it where you see him on a part of WABA Twitter, you know, shouts out in the media. What was the idea behind the whole brand of that and just even the people who you wanted to be a part of that with you? So I want to be careful how I say it because I, I'm not a person that like intentionally burns bridges, right? But like, so mainstream media, I'm sure y'all would agree. Like when you look at like top 25 rankings and players get a lot of coverage, especially like on the female side, right? It's like only UConn. So we just feel like we felt like, you know, Kev, Nick, you know, and it's grown from there. Like, you know, my guy Ramon and some of the other guys in the collective, we could just do it better ourselves, you know, like the eyes that's really watching the games that we feel like we know what we're seeing, what we're not seeing when we're talking about players, you know, rankings down to the grassroots level, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's definitely dope. Like I said, I, I told in with y'all. I know y'all were on every, pretty much every Friday during the um, during the college basketball season for the uh, I used to chat with y'all college talks and stuff. Did you did you play uh, basketball or any sports coming up? What was what's kind of like your connection with sports? I'm a realist, bro. I hoop, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Jersey to Hoop State, but I'll be real with y'all, man. You know, I, I was no uh, burger boy or nothing like that, just a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knew early that wasn't going to be what paid my bills, so I just hoop, you know, in the open runs as much as possible and, you know, had a job, like, all throughout high school, man. Nah, that's, nah, that's what's up because, I mean, I feel like – Hooping period, it's so it's easy to do, it's easy to connect with people. So like it's it's something to do, something to network with people. And then you know when, when you're watching the players that you love, you know, that, that's give you get extra time to get into it. So, you know, it's it's all good. Hoopers come with all Yo, fresh. Right. Not a fact. Yo, let me tell y'all the player that really, really got me into it, man. Like so the player that really got me into it, and fresh, we talked about this guy on the timeline. He don't get his due. Wag, right? You know, being from New Jersey, being from the South Jersey area, growing up when he was at the high, so I'll put a hundred on my cousin's team live. Like, just seeing that man is like, he, you know, we had AI too, so you know, it was Wag, it was AI for me. My favorite NBA player was T Mac. You know, as a kid, just looking at players, how do you how do you evaluate players? Like, what are you looking for when you look at a player? So, as far as like when I'm just like watching it, you know just trying to see what's going on. The first thing I'm always looking at is like a player's motor, you know, like to me, the motor is almost as important, like if not more important than the talent, because we all know, like, you know, you got guys in the history of the game, like a Reggie Evans, right. You know, is he the most talented guy? No, but any given night, he could give you 15 boards just because he works his ass off. Right. You know, and then you have guys like Andre Drummond, who numbers wise, Great player, but you know, if you really watch him play half the time, he's just going through the motions to get his check, you know. Right. So, motor is the first thing, and then too, like I look at um, like efficiency, like 
offensive side, like how, you know, how is a player again to his spots? You know what I'm saying? Like, is he working harder than he needs to work? Right. So, you know, guys like, Obviously, they got a lot of tough buckets, right? Kobe, T-Mac, but the things that they did better than anybody, right? One, two, even three dribble pull-ups, you know, or using that jab, you know, leaning into the body, creating that space bow. You know, once they got you off balance, it's a bucket, you know, things like that. Um, is really kind of what separates those right. players, you know what I'm saying, to me. Um, and then always, like, how you compete on the defensive side. Everybody's not going to be, you know, a metal world piece, locked down, but you got to try. Like, it's a lot of guys, man, you know, they give it everything they got on offense, and then you literally, you don't need a screen, you don't need nothing, man. They just let you score. We got our money on Kentucky. He going to Kentucky. Where do you think DJ going? So, Listen, man, like, I, and I'll spell it out. Y'all y'all are smart, right? Nike is not giving a kid an endorsement deal for him to turn around and go to a uh, Adidas school. You know, you're just not going to see it happen. I feel like that was the final nail in the coffin, man. I need him in that Kentucky uniform, bro. That's going to be the uh, first Kentucky uniform I bought in a long time. The last one was my – was uh, I had Malik Monk. Before that, I had my cousin MKG's jersey, man. So I need that Wagner one. Uh, MKG, that's your cousin? Kid Gilbert? Yes, sir. Listen, man, the most roasted oh, jumper in the last ten years, but yeah, that's the <laughs> no, that's what's up. I was a fan. I was a fan of Gil Chris coming out, especially the way he played defense. Um, mm-hmm. Him getting them injuries kind of derailed some of the things he was able to do, even because he was a big part of those Charlotte teams when they were successful. The little success they had on the court, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. See, man, like that's a person that knows who's man. It's easy to roast somebody, you know what I'm saying? But like when you really watch the games, I can appreciate that, man. That's why I rock with y'all boys, man. Y'all know what y'all watching. Nah, we we appreciate we appreciate you so. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you all a question, actually, if you want. So, no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, right, while we talking MKG, this is my personal thought, and I want to see y'all thought. He would be better now, even though he can't really shoot, right? Because the way the game is played with more spacing, right, and smaller lineups, I feel like he's a player that could have excelled in a small ball four role, right? So, I just want to get y'all thoughts there. Right. I agree, especially when you add the like his his size, the versatility he was gonna bring on defense and taking skills. Then that's so yeah. So the injuries really that's where it yeah. played a part. Yeah, facts. His passing was a little underrated because you didn't get to see it in Charlotte as much with Kemba Walker kind of being the main creator there. Right. For you to went to a team like say with more space and more free flow, not necessarily a Draymond Green. A manage like a version of that. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Because he was just getting that chance to be better. Like they would figure some stuff out for him. So I wanted to ask you another thing that you do. Uh, spaces that you hold is usually a week is a weekly spaces. I've seen you do the power, uh, raising Canaan. Um, uh, dang, it was uh, BMF. You did mm-hmm. a couple of those. What kind of where does the interest kind of in the film come? Are you just like a guy you know just watch like a lot of different stuff that's connected to the culture? Are you into how you know the behind the scenes of film, how it's shot and stuff like that? What's kind of the idea behind? Hey, let's talk about these shows because you know that's a that's a thing I watch even. If you watch like HBO Max, they do it really well. They talk with like the cast after and you kind of go into the intent of the show and the ideas behind it. So that's something I've always been super interested in. I wanted to ask you, like, how did that kind of come about? So I can't take all the credit. You know, we kind of got like a family thing going on. Right. So Baldwin, my wife, she's actually the culture editor. Right. I'm the sports editor. So she. um 
does like weekly recaps on most of the shows that you were just talking about. So um, that started off, you know, she writes about it and then we talk about it anyway. So it was like, you know, we got first clubhouse, then, you know, spaces. So it was like, let's see who else wants to talk about it. Because one of the things, the big thing about Baldwin, right, it's all things like, you know, our culture, right, as black people and to kind of give a platform to a lot of things that don't get the proper media attention. Um, for example, right, like the Emmys, you look at the Emmy Nas, the, you know, Grammys even, it's typically the people or the things you may expect, right, that, that'll that even get a nomination. But you'll have some, hold on, my bad. Are, do y'all like curse on here? Because I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, if y'all don't. But yeah, you 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 good. You can, uh, you know, speak, speak however you feel you need to. So honestly, man, like, you know, you look at it right, and a lot of times you'll have like the one, maybe like black, um, heavy, you know, like casted show or movie that may get a nomination, right? But typically they'll put like the actors in the same category, so either one could win or nobody. But then you'll have like some random shit like uh, Down Downton Abbey, right? That'll like sweep the awards, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we just want to properly like celebrate and represent, you know, our shows, our music, all of that stuff, man. So that's kind of how that came about. And we still rocking like weekly right now. We we doing uh, it's called Baldwin Talks until like Power comes back, you know what I'm saying? So we you know we discuss uh, some of the shows like right now, P Valley, The Shy, um, and then you know we talk about some of the music releases from the week if there's any like uh you know trending topics you know like when when kd requested that trade you know the draft things like that now this real just speaking of katie and Kyrie, real quick we ain't gotta get too deep into it but just to see them ask for that trade especially katie after he signed the extension in the um, middle of the season basically well i guess what was your kind of your first thoughts on that just seeing all that go down um i have to wonder like what's going on like you know, from the bottom to the top of the organization, you know, to have two players of their caliber want to team up and come to your organization. And then two, three years later, you know, they, they went out. Um, that's not something you really see, you know, so and I don't necessarily think that um there's not, you know, maybe some, some I don't want to say blame, but, you know, something on each side of it, you know what I mean? But uh, it's just, it's something we haven't really seen before, man. Like, in a, in a player, Kyrie, great player, you know, no disrespect to him, but a player of KD's caliber requesting a trade, when, when have we seen it? No, I actually don't see it. I think Fresh feel the same way, too. Like, right, that's yeah. basically how he puts it. Like, Kyrie is one thing. KD asking for that trade and kind of looking like he want to get out is like a whole nother thing, especially now. What are you getting back that's going to be fair to you <laughs> for a player like KD? You, I feel like as good as Kyrie is, I love Kyrie, you can kind of replace Kyrie easier. Right. How do you replace KD, though? Because your team is built around what you need, what you want KD to do and how KD wants to play, honestly. Yeah, but I think you made a good point. It does make you look at, like, the whole organization and you you just start thinking, like, all right, what's really going on? Um, because, like I've said a few times, I feel like the Kyrie thing, you know, you, you could see that coming with the vaccination issues last year. Um, you could see them want to be on the same page. It just felt like KD's trade request came, like, out of nowhere. Oh, for sure. So um, it'd be interesting to see what they what what they're gonna do this year. I I want to ask you too about another. You know, it's been a storyline throughout the summer. It's obviously Westbrook and what's gonna happen with him. And 
what what is your thoughts? Like, do you think he can stay with that team? Should he play a different role? Should he ask? Should should they even try to make it work and just move him? How do you kind of feel about? It? First of all, I think Westbrook took too much blame for the year. He definitely had a tough. He had tough points because if you look at the whole season, he had stretches where he played well, and the team would to me just from the moment it started. Everyone was hurt. Kendrick Nunn didn't play at all. LeBron missed more games than we've ever seen him miss. AD missed so many games, he wasn't even an, an all-star. If AD's healthy, he's going to be an all-star minimum. So, But, you know, it kind of all fell on Russ, which it, I guess it's the stubbornness of him that some people think he has, and it's just easy to blame Russ. But how do you kind of see that working out in L.A.? With a new coach, Darvin Ham, who I'm glad he got that. He said that was his 10th interview with the Lakers. <laughs> so, salute to him. Well, first off, definitely um, shout out to Coach Ham. You know, I feel like he's been, you know, in the trenches for a long time. He deserves this shot. And I do think um, if there's anybody that can, I don't want to say get through to Russ, but get, you know, Russ to play the type of basketball he needs to play at this stage of his career, it is, you know, Darvin Ham, you know, and I feel like Russ's impact um, offensively, you know, the way he plays has to change a little bit, you know, he's, he, he does need the ball to an extent, you know, but he needs to, you know, add more to his game, you know, cutting off the ball, you know, maximizing LeBron's vision, you know, um, he's a, physical guard. I feel like he could be a plus as a screen setter in certain situations, you know, and just, you know, some movement. Like, we, we know, like, even in, in pickup games, man, you get a lot of easy points just moving off the ball. Um, he's got to work on the shooting, cut down on, I think, it, like, he hits the weights a little too hard every year, and I think that affects his touch. Um, as you see, like, he kind of works his weight down a little by midseason, typically, and he shoots it a little better. But, um, He's got to make his money now playing defense and just hustling, man. And I, we're, those are things I know he can do. But um, I agree. He was He's an easy scapegoat. You know, he's been that throughout his career. And I just feel like I don't, I don't necessarily say that it gets you to the finals. But I think um, if LeBron, AD, and Russ play enough games and you have Vogel using halfway decent rotations and making sure there's a shooter out there at all times instead of, you know, Avery Bradley and Russ together. Um, I think you have a much, you know, better record. Yeah, I feel you on that. I definitely think he, like, making his money on the defensive end, playing effort, that's where you're going to get steals, you get breakout layups. Um, I, I think that's a, a good role for right. Russ coming up this year. No, just uh, real quick, like I know, say with the culture side, with the ball side of it, you know, it's all about the culture. Seeing more black people in these positions to win these awards. If you look at what the NBA is right now, before Darvin Ham got hired, half of the NBA coaches were black. Oh. Um, he puts it a little. He puts it over now. Um, I forgot who the Washington Wizards just hired as an um, assistant coach. They got uh, James Posey. James Posey. Um, Posey. Just to see that and to see, it's a lot of not even just older coaches, black coaches. It's a lot of players who just got done playing in the last 10, 5, 15 years. Like, how great is that for, like, say, just the culture of it? Because now, we, like, of course, we know we can be players. We know we can put on a uniform. We know we can, you know, get shoe deals. But we know the end game can now be on the bench and passing on the knowledge that we gained or that they've gained. How important is that to the game as well? 
It's huge. Um, and I think it's huge for a few reasons. One, just like you said, for the culture. And two, um, it's very important. You know, and I use a, a player that's still technically not retired, even though he's retired as far as the menace he plays, like Udonis Haslam, right? You have players like that that come up in systems and, you know, their impact goes beyond what they can do on the court. You know, so to see that now um, it's a greater chance of, a, of them getting a fair shake to get a coaching gig is beautiful and you know to go beyond you know the bench um seeing more of us you know in front office roles is really dope as well i'm just waiting to see uh that first uh former like WNBA player get that look you know i know a few of the uh you know former women's players have gotten some like player development roles you know they may get an interview but you know they, they're not getting that that head coach love you know becky hammond Teresa weatherspoon and them right. a few Yep, Teresa was going down with the Pelicans. She she was in charge against Zion back right, and it's uh, gonna see him next year at a little handle this game because she been getting the right. Uh, but that is interesting that you bring up the WNBA and seeing uh, the former players and getting more coaching roles, some more assistant coaching roles. That is something I would like to see because a lot of them have a lot to give back to the game. They the skill sets that they have. Um, so I think some some things are they're, they're going that direction, but it was we did see Becky have to go to the WNBA after taking so many opportunities. Um, but I feel like she she started to open the door a little bit because she was the first one. Uh, she coached a regular season game when Pop got thrown out mm-hmm. and um, things like that. But I, I definitely look forward to seeing that being expanded. I like the most. Uh, I like seeing a lot of. The, uh, if you look at a lot of assistant coaches, there's a lot of players that we grew up watching, like Damon Stoudemire, Sam Cassell. It's on the bench. Um, like I say, Posey just got a job. They talking about Rasheed going to the Lakers, uh, the Lakers uh, possibly. So, you know, it's good to see because that just add another layer. All right, post career, and you can still have a game, you know, kind of close to you. All right. Like just real, what do you think about Penny Hardaway in Memphis? We seen um the the money banks banks experience didn't really work out as well as we thought it was. But how do you think Penny's been so far in Memphis? Just stick with college real quick. I think uh, Penny's finally settling in. I think that uh, you know he had to kind of learn the college game from the coaching side because when you think about it, you know, he was a high school coach and an AAU coach, right? You know, in those situations, you can handpick your players. In college, you can try, you know what I'm saying, but you're not getting all your players. And I give him, you know, a pass on that first year. James Wiseman literally played, what, three games? You know, like that record looks a lot different if he plays the full You know, then the Monty situation, I don't really blame Penny because, um, you know, the the family dynamic, you know, behind Imani would have made it hard for anybody, you know. And if you notice, once Imani stopped, you know, playing, um, they went on a run and ended up making a tournament. You know, once they focused more around Jalen Doran and some of those other guys like DeAndre Williams. So I think um, – Penny's not a horrible coach. Like, people make him, like, on a collective. We smoked that Penny Hardaway pack, like, five straight weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. But, you know, I'm glad, you know, to see him starting to, you know, figure it out. And I do. Listen, I root for all, you know what I'm saying, black coaches to succeed. I don't want to see anybody get fired, man. But I thought it was going that direction. 
you know, but I think uh, this next season or two is going to be big for him. They're going to keep him around because he can get some big names, but, you know, he got to show and prove with the X's and O's. All right, so speaking of next season, we know we got a few more, and then we're going to kind of wrap it up. Uh, speaking of next season in college basketball, what's some things that we should look out for? Is there some players, some teams that you think can have a good run? What, what should we be looking for this season coming up? Man, well, first of all, man, we got some great matchups in some of these um, classics. Like, I think uh, from trying to – I believe we got Gonzaga versus Michigan State, I believe. Um, and then you – know, uh, yeah, I think that's the uh, – on the Navy base. Yes, sir. They playing on the, on the carrier. Listen, I'll tell y'all, man, like, I ain't spent no long time on it, but, you know, I was in the Navy, bro. Walking on the ship is enough. Hooping on it? Man, good luck to them gentlemen, bro. Like, for real. <laughs> you know, but um, good matches, man. And I think uh, you had a lot of good um, returning players. One of the players, it, it hurts me, man, you know, like, you know, a kid commits to your school and decommits, but Nolan Hickman at Gonzaga, I think that kid is going to be one of the best point guards in the country, like really smart floor general. Um, so I'm excited to see him and that supporting cast. They got a lot of guards, though, so they're going to have to figure that out. But um, also, you know, I got to bring it down to Lexington, man. Um, having a national player of the year come back, you know, that that's huge. You don't normally see that, you know what I'm saying? So Oscar back, you know, we got more shooting on the roster. We got Cal, you know, after honestly getting embarrassed, you know, I feel like it's, it's trash as it was to feel that losing to St. Peter, shout out to, you know, coach Holloway. Um, it, it was needed, man. You know, I know it's easy to get complacent. You know, you get multiple five stars every year. You know, you're a Hall of Famer already. But, you know, Cal realizes, you know, he got to change his recruiting strategy, changes, you know, the way he runs his offense to an extent, you know, and it also motivated some of those players like uh, Damian Collins. I think in the past we would have seen him just jump to the draft just just off his name. But, you know, having him come back, you know, get stronger, hit that, that weight room and keep working on his game, I think it's going to be interesting, man. Man. And then Penny got a good one too, man. Uh, what's it? Uh, that kid is, is a beast, man. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Have you? Uh, this is random. Have you been you, you checking out the Peace Jam? Any? Man. So, um, man, what's that kid's name? Let me look real quick. I gotta. He plays. Um, Aiden Holloway. So he plays with um, Gigi, right? Gigi Jackson and um, Rob Dillingham on the uh, CP3's team. You know, that yep. kid is a phenomenal shot maker, man. Like, there's a lot of good players, but he, like, really impressed me. Like, I knew the name, but, you know, saying that uh, I'm hearing he's an Auburn lock. So I'm I'm not happy to have to play him multiple times a year when he when he's on campus, but that kid can flat out hoop, man. Um, and then. Gigi, he confirmed um, that he's ready, man. Like, I know the way the game is, like, they have to wait until Peach Jam, you know, if they're going to do that reclass thing, if they're going to play in Peach Jam. But it was rumored, you know, he was going to reclass for a while now. And then seeing him actually, you know, switch from UNC to South Carolina, it's going to be interesting, man. Like, South Carolina, they produced some great players over the last few years. Zion, Ja, you know, to name a few. But to actually get the top player in the States to actually stay home and play for them, that's huge, man. That's big. That's big. 
Yeah, I, I've been trying to check out a little bit of the Peach Jam. Um, I just love the event overall. I worked for Baller TV uh, a few years ago, so I've been around like the circuit a little a little bit, and um, you know, it's just always the, the players are getting so much better with. I just like you say with the shot making. Some of the shot making that some of these players can make at such a young age is it's so advanced, and um, it's good to see. So I'll be trying to be tapped in a little bit with it with the next level. I'm, I'm gonna uh, I said next year we're gonna actually go to the PCM next year because I mean Saint Augusta is, is probably about an hour hour and a half away from us, so yeah. uh, definitely gonna have to check that out. But um, other than that, you know, we want to know what else, anything you currently working on, something we should look out uh, for that you got going on. So, man, like, you know, honestly, um, oof, man, I, I took a, this a small break, man, was enjoying the summer, but I got two pieces I'm currently working on. Um, the first one that'll be coming first, uh, doing a piece on Ryan Howard, man, you know, I feel like. And I, I don't throw this word around often, but on the women's side, man, I think she's a, a potential generational player. You know, just the advanced shot making, you know, the passing. Like, to me, so to go back, right, to give you all a little history, my last favorite player on the W side was Tamika Ketchings, right? So, you know, I like do-it-all guards. And Ron really is that, you know what I'm saying, on both sides of the ball. So I think, uh, you know, God willing, she can stay healthy, man, like, She's definitely going to be something special to watch. And I think she might, if they do right in the front office, I think she could bring a championship to the dream. We definitely love Ryan down here in Atlanta. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> and then the other thing, man, that'll be coming next, I'm, I'm waiting on um, a, a few official announcements on, uh, you know, the commitment side, but I'm going to do something on uh, Kentucky's 2023 uh, recruiting outlook. You know, right now, all they have is uh, Reed Shepard locked up, you know, but uh, they got Justin Edwards from Philly committing tomorrow. Where it is, you know, you know, he's a wildcat, but, you know, until I hear it officially, you know, I don't know. But um, him waiting on DJ, I'm hearing uh, – you know, a few other players in the works. I think uh, Cal, Cal getting embarrassed, man. It, it was a blessing in disguise, man. We, we, well, trust me, we big Coach Cal fans over here. Like, I've always appreciated just, like, the genuine connection he seems to have with his players. The stories I've heard about things he's done for them, like um, – just like even with like the one wider is one of my favorite players. I mean, we had the, the tape of him um, when he was in high school and just the things that he did. I legit think he was going to be able to start. He didn't have the, you know, the sickness that he had. But I can remember him saying that he wanted to go back to school and Coach Cal tore up his papers. He found out about, you know what I mean, his, his sickness. And he was like, no, nah, you can't go to the draft. Go get your money. So I always appreciated that he did that for his players and, knew that players had goals that were outside of just his goal. Like these players want to go to the NBA. Some of them want to graduate and things like that. So definitely, uh, we definitely coach Cal fans here. Um, I do want to ask you one more thing before we get you out of here. Since you, you're a UK guy, tell me why Shader Sharp is going to be the best player in this draft. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I know a true question. When I hear one, man, but uh, all jokes aside, <laughs> you know, seriously, I, I want to know what what do you think about him because we didn't get to see him play, and I I, I think his potential is there to be really really good. Um, so what just real real anyway, what you think about uh, Shaden Sharp? Fuck. So 
what I'm about to say, I don't want y'all to think is hate. This is like unbiased, like from watching him, right? So I think Shaden can be really good, but I do think that he has to really work on his handle um, because his first step is not elite. Like his leaping is elite. But, you know, if you watched, um, you know, his highlights when he played for You Play Canada um, and even his high school highlights, like it's a lot of dribbling, but it, it takes a good bit of moves to get past the defender a lot of the times. Like a lot of the crazy highlights you see are like in transition. So he's got to work on that first step and, and that handle, more so the handle because it's only so much you could do as far as your like explosiveness. But um, it's at worst, you're looking at a Terrence Ross type player and that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? But if he gets the handle right, I think that he could potentially, you know, have like a 20 plus point per game outlook, you know, on his career. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of that. I can see where you're going with all that. It's just, you know, we haven't seen much footage of him. And even in summer league, he played three minutes. And he actually looked, I think he had like seven points and then he was kind of out of there. So other than that, man, uh, I want to appreciate you again, Will. Like I say, this is a long time coming. Um, definitely appreciate all the work you do. I really like the last uh, story you wrote, uh, diving into the Nas and Supreme. Um, like I was really into that story because I got a friend from New York who's told me about that so, so much. So to hear somebody, another perspective of it was pretty cool. So love the work that you do. Um, you want to tell people where they can find you, social media, the websites, anything like that? Sure. Um, I'm easy to find, man. Twitter and Instagram is the same, you know, at WJL1691. And then, um, you know, my work, you can find it on Baldwin, baller.co. Um, and then it's also on the Medium uh, platform, the Medium app. And then uh, one thing I did forget to mention, one of the things I'm going to be working on, uh, Showtime, man, they've been doing phenomenal work. Um, they got an NYC Point Guys documentary coming out um, next weekend, com- covering a bunch of the legendary point guards like Kenny Anderson, Stefan Marbury, Skip to my Lou, and Mark Jackson, and a number of others. So that's going to be uh, the next, like, you know, uh, review I do, you know what I'm saying? So that that's on the way as well. That's for sure. We're definitely gonna be on the lookout for that. You just said a lot of great names. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. So um other than that, you know, you can find us anywhere. Podcasts are available. Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, all those cool places. That's all I got. All right, you like to say um John W. Fresh X. There's another entry in the summer series.